stimulus checks are on their way out the door. What does that mean for markets? Here's what matters. Live from our respective coronavirus social distancing outposts, I'm Lauren Goodwin. And I'm Robert Sarenbetz. And this is Market Matters from New York Life Investments. In this podcast, we, the strategists at New York Life Investments, will share insights from the multi-asset solutions team. What we think matters is we manage investment solutions. That includes Mainstay's diversified portfolio series, including the Income Builder Fund, as well as bespoke solutions for our partners. By sharing perspectives and engaging with you, our listeners, we can all become better investors. Welcome, everybody. It's the week of March 22nd, 2021. Yes. And as you said at the top of the program, Lauren, stimulus checks are starting to go out to Americans thanks to a $1.9 trillion bill that was passed a little over a week ago. So let's dive right into what that means for the economy and markets. Well, I think you named the most immediate impact of the stimulus bill, also known as the American Rescue Act. And that's that the bill provides $410 billion with a B in direct relief, which is likely to make its way straight into the economic data. Retail sales were sluggish in last month's data print, but they were booming in January, up 7.6% thanks to 166 billion of relief checks in December. So if 410 billion is almost three times that previous number, I'd expect March and April to reflect those checks pretty strongly in the data. I couldn't agree more with that belief. I think my question is where that money will go. And I ask because I'm wondering if some of that money will go straight into the stock market. Should I be looking for that next GameStop-like winning strategy? (laughs) To spend or not to spend. I I think we should expect that some stimulus money will make its way to investments. Yes. The, The bigger question from my perspective is whether the part that isn't spent the part that goes into savings, will get spent down in the real economy later this year once stimulus checks are old news. Ooh, that's interesting. Sounds like uh, some thought work there. What do you think in general? Well, I'm interested, but I'm a little bit skeptical because while we should expect a surge in pent-up demand this year and into 2022, absolutely, these savings matter, The distribution of those savings seems uneven. The top 20% of earners in the U.S. have gained twice the liquid assets of the bottom 80%. And so that could mean that when we talk about savings, some of that savings has actually made its way into what we would otherwise consider wealth. And that makes it less likely that money will get spent down. But I didn't mean to divert from your actual question, Robert, which is about retail investing. To put it back on you, what do you think will happen in terms of the money that's put into the stock market? Wow, it comes full circle. I guess it it does fall back on me. Look, it's certainly possible that a sizable share of the direct transfers make their way into the market. And the main reason for this is the environment, what today's conditions look like. During that first round of stimulus, about 5 to 10% of checks were saved and lots of debt was paid back and expenses were paid. But remember when that was. Yeah, it was a very, very different environment. Nobody knew a year ago how long this would last. Nobody knew that the markets would stabilize. It was it was really different. Right, right. And so balance sheets were shored up and 
surveys ahead of the December stimulus, so that $900 billion package that you referred to earlier that included direct transfers in the realm of $100 billion, showed a much higher propensity to save. That was about 30% for low to middle income respondents. And retail sales popped too on the data. So a much smaller share of the payments went to usual expenses or debt payback. Right. And there too, you mentioned the environment last time. Makes sense, right? We had in that second round of stimulus checks just learned that there was a viable vaccine. And so maybe we were a long way from reopening, but people felt a little bit more comfortable that we would exit the pandemic eventually, maybe felt more comfortable spending. Right. And I think it's important to note probably where they spent. The pandemic was still raging at that time, just following a surge around the holidays. So we saw a big pop in internet sales. This time around, for this American Rescue Act, I think an argument could be made that another 30% of these direct transfers may be saved. I've seen estimates of up to $100 billion that could enter financial markets. Don't forget, There's about 10 million new brokerage accounts that have been opened since 2020. That's a lot of retail investors and specifically a lot of new retail investors, which probably has something to say for inflows and market momentum. It definitely does. And I think it's worth noting here that individual stock picking, we talked about, you know, the next GameStop-like strategy earlier. It's not a reliable strategy to achieve your financial goals, like building long-term wealth or generating income. It takes a lot of research. You really have to know these companies that you're picking individually. Additionally, a lot of the risk rally that we've seen in the market so far, the really big returns in a lot of the names that were most beaten up by the pandemic, what I like to call the high-flying big beta junk names, maybe a bit stretched at this point. So these are all important considerations as you're thinking about putting some of your stimulus check to work. Got it. So first thing out of the stimulus bill is the stimulus checks. Some of it will be spent in the real economy. Some of it will make its way into the stock market. And that's that's important for investors to consider and to keep in mind that reliable Goals-focused investment strategies are, are still the way forward for most investors. But there's plenty of other stuff in the stimulus bill. And I think it's worth just addressing a couple of others that might matter for the economy this year. A big one, a new one, is about $350 billion for state and local government aid. And I think perhaps the impact that that has this year is that some of that money will go towards rehiring the 1.3 million workers that were laid off from the sector over the course of last year. That would have a big implication for the the jobs market, which is important for the economy. Yes. And already we're seeing surveys of the labor market suggest that hiring will increase moving forward. Job openings are picking up again We're seeing slightly better data, although it's mixed when we see unemployment claims. So if the economy is reopening and if the private sector starts hiring at the same time that these state and local governments start hiring, like you said, that could be a big driver of future employment. And so I'm wondering, will that impact the Federal Reserve's decision on when to raise interest rates? 
Yeah, it certainly could. And that would be a great problem to have from an economic perspective as we sit here with you know nearly 10 million people still unemployed. But let's come back to that question in just a moment. Okay, okay. What other impacts should we look at then? Well, other elements of the bill are probably going to be spent more gradually over the next couple of years. And so they won't have as immediate an impact on the economy or the markets this year. But they still play an incredibly important role in keeping the economy afloat. We're still filling a void created by COVID-19, again, especially for the 10 million people out of work. Yeah. And making the expansion of additional unemployment benefits was a really important element there. They did expire in mid-March, so it's good that they were extended. Exactly. And then other factors like the increase in the child tax credit will also be helpful, particularly for low and middle income families. But again, over a longer period of time, that's not going to be felt today or tomorrow, but over the next couple of years. Right, right. Important to note there that the child tax credit is just in place for a year, but that's something that we're thinking about as a team might be difficult to remove down the road. And so there are likely some large sector impacts as well in this bill, and that includes the expansion of the Affordable Care Act, which is pretty sizable and will impact the healthcare sector, for example. Once we get into sectors, you know it's time for our Portfolio Pause, a section of the program where we share an investment idea. Yeah, I think the big question for investors is, is this bill too much? Just enough, maybe even too small? Well, getting back to your earlier question, stimulus is going to catapult the U.S. economy from a recovery phase and into an expansionary one over the next few months. And so the question for investors becomes, will the economy experience a durable expansion or one that will cause an overshoot pretty quickly? Mm -hmm. I think this bill was likely priced for some hiccups. And we've talked about this before. I think you've actually mentioned this. It's designed to support the economy through what's becoming the second year of a frustrating and sometimes disrupted return to normal and a terrible pandemic. So things like a vaccine slowdown or variants of concern impacting reopening, these are all still big risks and nothing's a done deal at this point. And so in that case, this bill is probably sized well. But if reopening occurs relatively without incident and is pretty smooth, And three months from now, the conversation isn't even thinking about the pandemic, then maybe it's too much. Overheating conversations will start to ramp up. I have to agree with that, at least from a market perspective. And as as we love to say, although we can't trade market, the market isn't the economy. So even if the economy and, and particularly the 10 million people out of work need stronger support from the government, markets might get ahead of themselves. Yeah. In 2020 and even in 2019, markets could move higher just because interest rates were moving lower. Now markets have to rely on this real economic growth and company fundamentals to add value to their strategies. It's a very, very good point. And that's still a constructive story for investments. We're fully invested relative to our benchmarks and expect a a good year in risk assets. But That reliance on fundamentals that you're describing, Robert, means that investors have to rely more on good manager selection, those that can rotate sectors or pick the individual stocks or bond names that can navigate what was once just a rising tide raising all ships and is now becoming a more complicated and complex investment environment. 
Coming up next, we'll get consumer spending and consumer confidence data on Friday. I wouldn't expect to see the consumer spending reflected in the stimulus just yet. That'll start to happen in next month's data for for March. But I do expect consumer confidence to start confirming what we've discussed in this episode, which is that those stimulus checks are going to make a difference. Yeah, that's really important. Consumer confidence and hiring, but mostly consumer confidence is it's really the last thing in terms of survey data that needs to catch up to the rest of the data. And so as we reopen, as more people are hired, I'd expect to see consumer confidence to continue to improve. Well, that's it for today. We'll be back next week with more Market Matters. Let us know what matters to you. If you have a question or topic of interest, reach out on social media. That's right. You can send us your questions or highlight what matters to you by finding us on LinkedIn. You can also follow our views on our website. That's newyorklifeinvestments.com and click on the insights tab. Definitely click on that tab. But until then, I'm Robert Sarenbetz. And I'm Lauren Goodwin. See you next time. Our podcast is produced by Milo Benamont and our music was composed by the fabulous Zach Young. I'll now read our disclosures from compliance. For more information about Mainstay Funds, call 1-800-624-6782 for a prospectus or summary prospectus. Investors are asked to consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the investment carefully before investing. The prospectus or summary prospectus contains this and other information about the investment company. Please read the prospectus or summary prospectus carefully before investing. There's no assurance that the investment objectives will be met. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. This material represents an assessment of the market environment as of a specific date. It is subject to change and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding the funds or any issuer or security in particular. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. This material contains general information only and does not take into account an individual's financial circumstances. This information should not be relied upon as a primary basis for an investment decision. Rather, an assessment should be made as to whether the information is appropriate in individual circumstances and consideration should be given to talking to a financial advisor before making an investment decision. New York Life Investments is a service mark and name under which New York Life Investment Management LLC does business. New York Life Investments is an indirect subsidiary of New York Life Insurance Company, New York, New York 10010, and provides investment advisory services and products. New York Life Distributors LLC is located at 30 Hudson Street, Jersey City, New Jersey, 07302. New York Life Distributors LLC is a member of FINRA SIPC.